Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome to the four day weekend podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the antiquated way that our culture and society is still doing business, something that was put into place back in the 1800s and the early 1900s. And why the heck are we still doing it? Okay, let's jump in. So I did a little bit of research as I was getting ready for this episode, and I wanted to go back to see how the work week became like 40 hours or this Monday through Friday, and not only just for the work week, but for school. And, you know, I kind of knew some things already, but it was really interesting. And I'm looking at something right here. I'm going to just read a couple statistics so that I don't mess it up. But this is sort of the timeline of key dates that led to the work standards that we're familiar with today. And there is a date of 1817. It says, after the Industrial Revolution, activist and labor union groups advocated for better working conditions. People were working 80 to 100 hour weeks during this time. So I just want to go back and think, I want you to think back, way back to when people were farming as their livelihood or, you know, had some kind of a what do you call it? Not a craft, but like, you know, maybe they were a blacksmith or something like that. Right. I think people just worked all the time. Right. If they're if you're running a farm, there was no like, hey, sorry, I'm not working milking the cows on Sunday or whatever. Like you just did your work. So I think when they started doing more of these factories and this industrial revolution time, People were used to working every day, only this time they were leaving their homes, right, and going into places rather than just being there. And I'm not going to go through this whole thing. 1866, it says that the labor union asked Congress to pass a law mandating the eight-hour workday. This says while the law wasn't passed, it did increase public support for the change. So before, obviously, people were working all day and all night, it sounds like. Then 1869... President Ulysses Grant issued a proclamation to guarantee eight-hour work days for government employees, and that, of course, encouraged private sector. And then in 1926, Henry Ford popularized the 40-hour work week after he discovered through his research that working more yielded only a small increase in productivity that lasted a very short period of time. And then it kind of goes on. In 1940, the 40-hour work week became U.S. law. So, um, and then when I looked at something else, it talked about the seven-day week could be traced back 4,000 years. So roots of a seven-day week, this is like how the week became. And it talked about the different planets because there were seven planets. They made it seven days. So we're just talking about the week in general. That I think people understand. The earliest recorded use of a word weekend was from 1879, where it said in in an English magazine that said in Staffordshire, if a person leaves home at the end of his week's work 
on the Saturday afternoon to spend the evening of Sunday and the, the, the evening of Saturday and the following Sunday with friends at a distance. He is said to be spending his weekend. So basically, it sounds like they worked Monday through Saturday, like afternoon, and then they would leave maybe lunchtime Saturday. So we're still talking about a five and a half day work week then. And it goes on to say it took decades for Saturday to change from a half day to a full day's rest. In 1908, a New England mill became the first American factory to institute the five day week. And then it just talks about different nearly a century later. Mills have been overtaken by more advanced technologies. Yet the five day work week remains the fundamental organizing concept behind when this was all done. And I also looked back where it talked about here back in the, when the government first tracked workers hours in 1890, full time manufacturing employees worked a back breaking 100 hours each week. And so obviously this is years of pressure and then changes from the Ford Motor Company. It says recent data is typical that American worker is no longer adhering to an eight hour workday. Average American works about 44 hours a week or 8.8 hours per day. So obviously that's way down. But it's not down enough. And as a society and, you know, I don't know about other countries, so I'm not going to speculate, but I feel like a lot of the other countries are doing something similar. We, as a child, go off to school Monday through Friday. And I know that that was also set up. I did look up some stuff about the schools and how, you know, they were to help parents, right, who started to work at the factories. They needed their kids to also go similar times. However, school is out at three and most people now work till five. So there's a huge gap there of two hours every day where if you're a two income family and you're working, you have to figure out what to do with your kids. And I don't want to get into all of that. All of this to say we have been conditioned from a very young age, probably what, five or so or six when we start to go off to school that we go away from our house and do school, which then eventually turns into college and turns into work five days a week, right? Monday through Friday. And that Saturday and Sunday are the two days that we get as the weekend and our fun time that we can actually live our lives. So as I've been kind of creating my whole four-day weekends and looking at my life and other people's lives. I'm wondering, obviously, why we're still doing this. Now, I know there are companies out there because since I've been kind of thinking about this and doing it myself this whole year and, and taking Fridays off well before 2022, I know there are companies out there who have gone down to taking Fridays. You know, casual Fridays has now turned into half-day Fridays, and now a lot of companies are not even working on Fridays. And someone sent me an article recently saying that a four-day week actually was no less productive and that, that people can manage themselves and get all their work done because they're not really working eight hours a day anyway when they're at the office, right? There's so much downtime and weird time in between where you're not actually doing your job. That many companies are going to that. And I'm here to just kind of throw a wrench into the way entrepreneurs are doing their business, right? Many of us came from a corporate background or even if we didn't, you know, again, we were raised most likely even homeschool. You know, we did Monday through Friday. I will say we didn't do Fridays. We honestly had our Fridays off. I didn't really do school on Fridays. 
we had our arts after lunch, which was like our fun creative time. So I don't know, maybe that's where that came from. But we are conditioned to feel that we need to do this and that we have to work five days and have two days off. And I am here to disrupt this industry and say, why do we have to do that? Why can't we have four days that we live our life and do the things we really want to do and have three days that we do our work? And, you know, you can say, well, I love my work. It's not really like work. It's my purpose. It's my job. It's my it's my business. So it's like my baby. And I get it. But I want to just pose a question to you as you are listening to this. And if you're one of those who are like, oh, it doesn't feel like work. I mean, it doesn't to me either. But if you had millions of dollars and didn't have to do what you're doing, how many of you would continue to do it or would continue to do it in the way that you're doing it? I want you to really think about this for a few minutes. Don't just knee-jerk reaction and say, oh, I would continue to do it. Like, really think about that. If you never had to earn another dime, would you continue to do that? So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do what you're doing and that you don't love it enough to keep going. But why can't we have more time to play and spend time with the people we love and travel and do these passions and hobbies and things that we that really light us up and still fulfill our purpose and fulfill our mission here as you know entrepreneurs right we're here for some reason and i don't think we're here just to work 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 these 40 50 60 hour weeks that most people are doing and then just trying to catch up over two days and live our lives just to turn around and do it the next day so I decided to really look at where we are so I can see that it's not going to be an easy thing. We've been doing it this way for at least 100 years, if not longer, you know, and, and really we're coming. If you look back behind that, it was even worse. Like people just worked day and night, 80 to 100 hours a week. I mean, that sounds crazy. So at least you know, and that's maybe back 200 years, we're talking about really, really working to where we were just, that's all we were doing. Now, things have definitely changed in the last 100 years, in the last 50 years, in the last 20 years, like women now, you know, went to work, and then women now are starting their own businesses at a higher rate than men. And I think after the last couple years, it was already sort of a thing, right, where people were starting to maybe get sick of the of the way we were doing it, taking time off. I know if you're an entrepreneur, hopefully you have the luxury and have the uh, flexibility in your business to do some of this, to take off when you want. But this is why I'm really challenging you with four-day weekends. It is drawing a line in the sand and saying, my life is going to be spent doing more living. I'm on the living side. Four days. I can do whatever I want. If I do want to do something with my business, I certainly can. But I can do anything I want to do. Creative, spend time with friends, you know, sit around and read, work in the garden, whatever I want to do. And then three days, I'm giving myself over to my work, my mission and my passion and my entrepreneur, you know, business. 
And not everyone feels like their business is, you know, is purposeful or whatever. It may be like that's the way money's coming in and that's okay. But at least if you're only doing it three days a week, you're kind of like, hey, I've got time to do all this other stuff and I can do it for three days. But I want you to create both. I really want you to create a business that supports you, that brings in the money you need, and that gives you the opportunity to do all the things you want to do. And then you're joyfully coming back to your business and saying, I can't wait for these three days. And, of course, you can do this any way you want. I'm not saying you have to do it three consecutive days. You know, for me, I like the idea of having those four days together so that I can really travel or do what I want to do. And then those three days kind of, you know, like bookend, right? So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the days that I'm working. But you could pick Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or you can pick Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, it doesn't matter how you do it or the way you want to do it, I want you to have a choice. I want you to have the flexibility to do that. I want you to say, hey, yes, I'm up for the four-day weekends, and I'm going to do that. And I feel like after the last few years with the pandemic, people have finally realized And it's taken a while, right? If you think about the 80s when people were just, you know, women were just finally getting into the workforce and fighting for their equality in in business and to be valued and finding. And that really wasn't that long ago, right? I'm an 80s kid. So, you know, we're talking 40 years, 30 years, you know, and now we're kind of like, hey, I think there could even be a better way to do this because, you know, raising kids and having a job and trying to catch up on the weekends with your family is really hard. And I've never, I haven't really had to do it that way. I will say when I worked in corporate, I was, did not have kids and it was just my husband and I. And then when I did have my kids, of course I was home and then started my business when they were about seven. So And then from the beginning, I just was here homeschooling them. So I didn't have that. But I know many moms that do war with that whole, you know, stay-at-home mom versus I need to be doing something. And I think that's probably why a lot of these moms have joined the whole great resignation and left corporate and want to start their own business and do things their own way because that is just so outdated. And with the Internet and with the way we do business now – And after people see that you don't have to be in an office, (laughs) they can work from Zoom and work from home in most ways, that I think things are going to change. And I just hope that I am here to help those who are ready and want to move forward with this in a way that is aligning with their values of, hey, I'm here to, to, you know, make my mark in the world, but I'm also here to raise a family and to have fun. And it's not just about the hustle and the grind. I think those, I'm hoping those days are are gone or are leaving and that people see there are more important things than just the success and the money. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have that because I'm all about abundance and I'm all about making a lot of money, but not at the expense of my entire life, not at the expense of you know, the time with my family and things that I want to do. And as my husband says, you just want your cake and eat it too. And I I do. 
I'm like, I want to have all of it. I want to have both things. I want to have making lots of money, having a successful business and lots of time off. So I'm from that a place of I can have it all and I'll find a way. And, and I feel like that's really what I'm here to do right now with four day weekends is to help you move into this, you know, Maybe it's not going to be overnight that it happens, but it can certainly happen. And that's what this podcast is here to highlight. I'm going to give you tips and strategies. I'm going to be interviewing people who are working four days a week, three days a week. I hope I find somebody who's only working two days a week. I'm sure they're out there and I would love to have them on the show. So anyway, I just wanted to question i'm a questioner and i hope you're starting to think so too it's like why are we doing things that's so outdated and why is working 50 hours a week seen as a badge of honor right i feel like many people are in this mode of well i'm not productive i'm not doing anything and they might say oh yeah i'd love to go get my nails done but you know i've got to run a meeting or whatever and they feel like that's some kind of badge of honor. And I mean, I feel like for women, like, yes, I get it, right? We finally are out there. We're finally making money like men and we're finally seen as that we could do it. And so we want to hold on to that, you know, but I feel like we don't have to now. There's nobody like looking over our shoulders and saying, you know, this is what we have to do. It's us. Like this is our life and we're the only ones who are going to pay the price. And as this whole work life balance thing, I think that people were trying to do for so long, you know, in the early 2000s and stuff, coaches that were trying to help with work life balance, it was a huge thing. And I think that there is no work life balance. You just give what you give while you're working and you have fun and do your stuff when you're with your family. But I'd rather have doing the fun stuff be the majority of the time for me. And then while I'm at work doing my thing, doing my business, I'm doing my business. And when I'm doing stuff with family and fun, I do that. And there's a line there, you know, the line is drawn and I try not to let it bleed over. That's all part of what I'm teaching and with having business boundaries, that it's, it's a cut and dry deal. You know, don't work these days unless it's an extreme circumstance or something. So thanks for listening. And that's really the basis of this. I hope it got the wheels turning in your mind on, hmm, it does seem ridiculous, right? There are a lot of outdated things that we do. And uh, this is the one that I'm tackling. So glad to have you all along for the ride and keep listening for more information on how you can. Okay. Until next time, I'll talk to you then. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, Grab my free simplify and scale template at DonnaAshton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.